listening to Humanize Me with Bart Campolo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, it is a Q&A day, which means John Wright is in the house. Say hello to the people, John. Hello, Bart and people. Yes. John, I'm glad to be with you, man. Glad to be with you. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be good. I I I think like it's a Q and A, and in this case, we're going to like do three Qs, and mm-hmm. hopefully three A's. Or maybe we somebody suggested we stop calling it Q and A because like who really has all the answers? Maybe we should just call it <laughs> Q and R, like question and response. Like I like that. I yeah, like that. <laughs> that's probably probably a healthier thing. Like what the hell do I know? What the hell is it? You know. So um, well, that's right. All right, before we get into that, a couple of things. And, and if you sense that I'm a little bit, um, what's the word? Um, motivated, like mm-hmm. moving fast. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm I'm still responding to the Greg Asbed two-hour Lollapalooza. Right. That and was just, a long conversation. I know. And so I think some people, they, they probably aren't even done with that conversation by the time we post this one. So right. this, this is going to be, I, I don't want to say- I don't want to say rushed, but like, let's try to keep this one under 45 minutes. I like it. Okay. I think we can. And even, have we ever done three questions in a row before? I don't think so. No, but this is, so this is, it's a challenge here. It's a I challenge. I think it's a good one. So I, I feel like Cool Hand Luke just looking in front, looking at a big bowl full of eggs. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you so know, I, when I was, a, when I was about 12 years old, I was homesick from school one day with like a tummy, like a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. And that was what was on TV, and I couldn't reach the remote control to change it, and it made me throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it made me That's, throw up watching it. So I'll uh, never forget that scene from uh, Cool Hand Luke because I, I, of that. I, that movie, that movie holds up, baby. I, I've watched it, it recently. I love that movie. <laughs> um, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Um, <laughs> all right, so. Before we go, before we do that, I got a, I got a favor to ask and then some people to thank. Okay. Okay. Normally I would say, oh, the favor is like, you should support the show on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to ask that right now. I mean, people, it would be great if people would do that. Um, but you know what also would be great? Mm. Is if people would just review the show on iTunes. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I've never reviewed a show on iTunes in my life. Um, I feel embarrassed to say that. Um, but I'm not, I mean, I, I love, I love the daily by the New York times. I've never gone on iTunes to review it. No, I think, I think fresh air is brilliant. I'm WTF with Mark Marin. I, that show has helped me so much. I never review anything. Um, and you know what? None of those people need your review. <laughs> They have good gazoodles of listeners. But what I am finding, what we are finding is, is that people have actually said, I found your podcast through iTunes and it has changed a lot for me. And and that makes me think that we probably need to get more reviews on iTunes because it'll it'll bump us up in the whatever category we're in. Like maybe five new people will come and listen to the show, and that could and that could be a difference maker for one of those people. So, 
please review the show on iTunes. I mean, it would also be great if you sent a link to your favorite episode to like two of your best friends, but you're not going to do that, but you might review it on iTunes. Right, right. Okay, so there's that. You could also support us through Patreon, as some people do, like Angela Russell, dear, dear Angela Russell, or Brian Broom, or Mike W., who chooses to just be a W to us, or Dave Fitzgerald, who gives us his whole last name. But like, honestly, Mike, I like you as much as I like Dave. And, and Brian, I like Angela more because like we're always trying to get more women um, on the squad. So, I but I really, it just means a lot to have all four of you with us. So let's not kid ourselves. A lot of good things happen as a result of this podcast and the conversations that grow out of it. And uh, Angela, Brian, Mike, Dave, John, me, we're all in on it. And you, you should know that that, that that's a beautiful thing. And an, an easy entry into that part, if we want to mention it, is we'll put in the show notes a link to Why It Matters, the most recent episode of Why It Matters, where you and I sat down and did half an hour or 40 minutes or something like that on just sort of some of the feedback that is the most meaningful about the podcast and what it's meant in people's lives. And so yeah. if you listen to that, you can figure out uh, why we do this thing. Yeah, and those bonus episodes are only available to the supporters because like why it matters is basically us telling supporters <laughs> this is why it really means so much to us that yeah. you support the show. And so, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, there, so I'll put that. a link to that. Okay, beautiful. All right, Q&A. All right, we're, we're trying to get in under 45 minutes. Go. Hi, Bart. This is John in Seattle. I've heard you tell the story about the Thanksgiving when you decided to tell your parents about not being a Christian anymore. Uh, my question is, what made you decide that that was the right time to do it? And how would your approach or timing have been different if there weren't the whole professional Christians that sometimes collaborate dynamic with you and your dad? Thanks, Bart. Love the podcast and hope can connect next time you're in Seattle. Bye. Good question. That is a good question. You know, um, when do you tell? When do you tell? Like, you know, and, and, and to, to what degree was my impulse to tell my folks driven by the fact that like, look, I, I'm, I was in the, I was a professional Christian. Like I have to tell them like why I'm quitting my job. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you I, think you would have held back a little more if, or not had the conversation as early or at all, if uh, you weren't having to quit something else to do what you're doing now? No, not even a little bit. Like hmm. that's a matter of temperament. I, I, I've lived my life out loud. Like I think out loud. I think mm -hmm. by talking and my relationship with my, my dad in particular, my, and my mom too, has always been a, a pretty open one. And so they would have, like, if I stopped talking about what's going on in my head in real time, they would have noticed. And they would have said like, why are you holding out? Yeah, you, you 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 you're always talking about what you're thinking about, and why why are you not talking about what you're thinking about these days? I think what you so, said to me was you, you didn't want to be inauthentic, and I guess that it would have appeared that way mostly because of what you're saying about your temperament. Like, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they would have been more upset. I mean, as upset as they are that I'm not a Christian, or were that I'm not a Christian, um, 
and at that time, of course, they didn't know that like it was all going to be okay. That Bart would find a new community, and he right. would True. he would be okay, and he would find new ways of thriving, and he would still love his grandchildren and all that stuff. They just were worried. They were like, "What happens? You know, they, I, you know, are you going to become a you know something different?" Um, but right. But as upset as it was that that I wasn't a Christian anymore, I think they would have been more upset if they found I had changed our relationship from an authentic one to an inauthentic one without telling them. Ah. And, and you know, an answer to John yeah, in Seattle. Yeah, and the answer to John in Seattle is like, that's how it was for me because that's the nature of my relationship with my parents. Like you're saying like, so are you saying that everybody should like as quickly as possible tell their parents who they really are and what's going on? I'm like, no. I don't know what your, I don't know, I don't know what relationship you have with your parents. I don't know if they can handle it. I don't know if you can handle their disapproval. I don't know if you were ever authentic with your parents. I don't know if 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 you desperately need their financial support to keep things together. I, you know, I don't know if there's a history of drug abuse or or um mental illness on one or the other side that you're worried about knocking that over. What if they're 90 years old and they're just about to die? Like I don't know. Um I, I, what I will say is, is that in my experience, um, the more authentic you can be with the people that you care about, I think a lot of times the less anxiety you feel. Um, I forget, I forget who it was that said, always tell the truth. And then you never have to remember which story you told. And, uh, and there's some, when it comes to, to, to who you are, I think that sometimes when you, when you, when you stop telling the real story. It, it it can really place a huge burden on you, and so I always encourage people. I, I have a friend, um, a friend I met from India, and 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 her name was Monica. And one of her her favorite quotes was, "We must hurry slowly." And so I would say it's like you should hurry towards authenticity. But what she meant by hurry slowly is like deliberately, like right, think it through, write it out. Talk to some other people that are your friends. Tell them the way you're going to say it. You know, let, read up on it. Like, don't take, you know, take your have, time. Have a plan. Yeah, yeah. Have a plan. Think it through. Uh, know why you're doing it. Do it. Do it in love. Like, wait till the anger and the bitterness has subsided to some degree. If there is some of that, you know, talk it through with a therapist or a coach or a counselor or a good buddy. Like, don't just rush in there. Like, authenticity is great but it has to be balanced with um with wisdom and kindness. Yeah. Good stuff. So, well, so do. so for for a two for a, a two second uh or two minute maybe uh bonus question. Um is there any up to I mean you, your dad was very articulate with you at the time about what he felt about your deconversion. Uh has he updated with any degree of articulateness? what he feels now yeah do you I mean, guys ever talk about it oh all the time yeah oh, okay yeah all the time um i mean you know and the thing about my, my dad when when he's troubled by something sometimes he'll tell me what he's troubled by and then he'll say i, I wish i could just i wish i wish i could ask you to pray he said like you know it, maybe you could just pray to, to whom it may concern or something like you know he sort of jokes as if i don't <laughs> as if i don't have a regular practice of thoughtfully articulating my fondest hopes and dreams, mm. um, which I do. 
And I go like, you don't have to dress it up. Like, I will pray for you. You know, and and I know what he's frustrated is, yeah, but you're not praying to God. You're, 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 you're in a sense, you're, you're going through a, a, a secular ritual to kind of center your mind so that you will behave in such a way as to, as to make, as to be the most helpful to me. And I go like, yeah, that's best, you know, best I can do. Um, but, but, but yeah, it comes up in conversation all the time. And, uh, and I think that as, as I've gotten more and more regular in my routines and as he's sort of seen like, oh, this is, this is the regular routine of an everyday humanist. I think he's more and more comfortable with it. I think he feels about as comfortable with me as he feels with his old Jewish friends at the university of Pennsylvania. Right. Um, Yeah. 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 Really cool. Hi, my name is Dale. And I used to live in the Cincinnati. I noticed that that's where your headquarters appears. Um, and I listen to your podcast uh, periodically and hope to get back into listening to it regularly. Um, I live in Miami now and have for 30 years. We don't really have a strong secular humanist community here. There are some meetups that occur in the area, but they seem to be driven more by um, – the bar scene and it's not really working for me. Uh, but anyway, caravans sounds like something that I would enjoy based on uh, what I've heard you, you say about it on your podcast. And uh, I wrote to you to see if there might be some way to start a chapter here that could be uh, beneficial to myself and to others looking for community and uh, ways to, uh, to build, um, build a community that, that, you know, can, can support one another, have casseroles and things that, you know, we enjoyed about church years ago. Anyway, I hope you understand what I'm trying to get at. And uh, thanks again for your hard work. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Wow. All right. Okay. It's all about the casseroles, Dale. <laughs> we got to get, <laughs> got to get casseroles. If you, if you haven't had a casserole, I don't know how you're living. Um, no, that was fun. That's fun. Hey, Dale's asking a really good question. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I I get this from a lot of our listeners who are out there in outposts and they're like, I I really would love to be part of something. Um, and they're like, I've gone to these meetups or these, you know, things. And it tends to be like five people, five awkward people in a bar somewhere. And I just don't, there's no vibe there. And, and, and what I want to say is, and, 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 and what I want to say to Dale is no and yes. Like you go like, is there a way that we could like start a, a caravan down there? And the answer is no, no, no. Like caravans are a little band here in Cincinnati, you know, and it's my friends and we do this thing and it's really cool. But there's a way you could start a caravan down there. Like I can't, we can't. But Dale could. You got Dale, and he's and he's probably not the only guy in Miami who would love to be part of something. But like, if all those people that want to be part of something showed up at a meetup group at a bar somewhere, they would all go away frustrated. It wouldn't work for any of them, because what what 
or in most cases, because most of us are not really looking for a place where we can make a whole bunch of new friends from scratch. What we're looking for is something more akin to going to a ping pong club. We're like, I like to play ping pong, or maybe John, you and I are buds and we like to play ping pong, but we want to play against other people. We want to, want to, want to develop our talents and stuff like that. We want to watch some good ping pong. So we go to a ping pong club and there's a lot of other people there, but like we don't go to a bar to talk about ping pong. We go to a gym where there's a bunch of ping pong tables and we play. And all of a sudden it's easy for us to relate to each other because we're playing ping pong, right? So what Dale, what I would say is you don't want to go to a meetup where you talk about humanism or where you talk about being secular, or where you talk about like pursuing your values. You want to you go play. And, and so that's what caravan is. What we do at caravan every, you know, like every you know, two Sundays of a month is we get together. And it, it started out in my living room with five people. You know, We get together and we've planned out a humanist experience. You know, a lot of times it'll start out, somebody will go, welcome to Caravan. We're here to, you know, the, you know, we're a group of people that are pursuing these values, like loving relationships and making the world better for other people and, you know, grateful gratitude and wonder. And, you know, and we also are, pre- we try to cultivate worldview humility where we don't make fun of people who think differently than we do. Um, right. Those are our values. You know, we'll just say those. And then we'll go like, okay, before we get started today, Marianne's going to get up and she's going to lead us through a guided meditation because we've studied and we've, you know, and, and Marianne gets up and she's, she reads the meditation that she got off the internet. And we all sit there and we plant our feet on the ground and like, and we go through a 10 minutes of meditation. And it's the only 10 minutes of my month that I ever meditate. I never meditate except at Caravan. And every time I do it, I go like, why don't I do this more? <laughs> you know, we breathe and you think certain kinds of thoughts and you observe your thoughts and, you know, you, you, I go, man, it's so healthy. But we do that. And then when it's over with, you know, you sort of go like, do you feel centered? Do you feel like you, you're a little bit more present in the room? And you go, I do, I do. And you go, well, that's why we did it. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody else will get up and go, you know, we'll have a theme, like the theme that week might be, um, forgiveness. And, you know, since you and I were talking about forgiveness offline, so theme might be forgiveness. So somebody will get up and they'll read, um, it might be a poem. It might be a passage from a piece of nonfiction. It could, it could be any number of things. Like they'll do a reading that is related to the theme that the people that, that we who organized the meeting thought, this would be inspiring or this would be really, oh, I've got this really good reading. So as we're planning it, we'll, we'll put a reading in there. And then after the reading, somebody might go like, okay, now we're going to listen to a song. And, and you say like, oh, does the choir get up? And go like, there's five of us in a living room. We don't have a choir. We, we put on, we put on a, a recorded song of a Broadway show tune about forgiveness or uh, we put on a piece of instrumental music that, you know, and, and we, and we, and we, we listen to it or, but there's some kind of musical moment where there's some beautiful music happening. 
Yeah. And then, and then maybe one of the members of the group gets up and says, you know, this is the time for sort of, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to give a testimony. I'm going to say, what are you going to testify to? Well, I'm going to tell you about this thing that happened this week that was really cool. Or I'm going to tell you the story about when I was a 10 year old kid and I did something wrong and this person forgave me and what it meant to me or this time when it was really hard for me to forgive. And they just tell a story that's about the theme. And then maybe I get up and I give this talk that all the leaders wrote together where we've done some research about the scientific benefits of forgiveness or we've read some really good article about you know, by a psychologist about ways in which forgiveness affects people and why as, you know, a very sort of like a rational argument for, for why and how to be more forgiving. And it's kind of like a sermon. And then we do some announcements and it's over in 50 minutes. And it's amazing because we didn't talk about our values. We practice them like we 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 did we did a value we 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 meditated on forgiveness together and we made some you know and we, and we thought about our own relationships and stuff like that and 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 then we have coffee and donuts and what i would say to dale is you should get five people together in your living room and dale might go like but like we don't know what song to play and we don't know what reading to do and or what meditation to go through. And I go, like, no problem. We write them all down after every service because we plan we plan these gatherings like to, within an inch of life. We write it all down and we post it on the internet. So what you should do is you should go and find the one that we did six months ago. Have everybody over, have five people in your living room and go like, okay, Joe, you read this meditation that they put up. You know, and like, Mary, you you read the poem and 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 Jerry, you... You do the thing, and then you're like, well, but who's going to give that talk? Like, we don't have a person who's a public speaking. You're like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just play the YouTube recording of that talk. You know, like, because that the talk fits the theme and it's short, and and you can just play that, or you could get Jerry and say, Jerry, listen to this guy Bart give this talk that he and his friends put together, and like, do your own version of it, like steal all the notes. You know, you can tell the same stories, you can quote the same quotes. It's only ten minutes. You could do it. So you can either listen to the talk we've got or you could just do it. And and you just, you just do the thing in your living room because what makes it magical is not this poem or that reading. You could do all that all by yourself. What makes it magical is doing it with five other people and then having coffee and donuts afterwards. All right, John, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> well, the, I think you answered my question. We had been talking um, a few months ago about whether it made sense to put some of the caravan stuff online and i see that it is uh being done so people can get access to some of that stuff i just went to the website cincinnaticaravan.org and then you click on uh gatherings and it's all it's all there yeah and we're gonna like the videos are there like we use we use videos like sometimes we'll like we did this one about self about identity and about kind of how we come to a, how we come to know ourselves and how we get to know other people, and there's this great song from the Pete, the the movie The Greatest World's Greatest Showman called mm -hmm. This Is This Is Me. We're all these freaks, um, in the freak show at the circus, 
finally walk out into the real life and go like, listen, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be ashamed anymore. This is who I am. I'm proud of me. Like I'm, I'm powerful. I'm strong. I can be somebody. And like, you know, by the end of it, you're just sobbing. It's so beautiful. Right. So, you know, there's lots of that stuff, but you know, it takes a lot of work to cobble together a good 50 minute gathering. It takes us mm-hmm. hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really does. Um, and so we, so, so why bother, why bother repeating that wheel if you don't want to, like, if you just want to have that good 45 minutes, steal our stuff. Right. So for someone like Dale, um, it's an easy on-ramp to doing yes. something similar in, in Miami. And, and I will tell you this, Dale, you could sit around for 20 years planning and you'll wear everybody out. Like it's so much better just to do, like, don't let perfect be the enemy of good enough. Like, just do something. You know, the key is just to say, hey, we're going to do a second, second and fourth Sunday of every month in my, in my living room, 10 o'clock. And, and don't worry if anybody comes. Because the thing is, like, if nobody comes to the caravan, if literally the five of us who planned it are the only ones that showed up, we would still do it. Right. It's good, it's good for us. It's, yeah, you just really need one more person. You really do. You really do. <laughs> my, my grandparents used to do this thing uh, when they were, they were, he was a Baptist minister. And my grandparents used to have this little devotional called Our Daily Bread. And every morning they would get it out and it would tell them like the scripture passage to read. And the little, there was a little, a little passage of reading and a question to ask each other and then a prayer to say at the end of it. And just the two of them had church every day. Right. And you go like, what did that do? Well, I'll tell you one thing it did was it reinforced their, it reminded them every day of the way that they wanted to live. And that helped them to live that way. And it made them feel stronger in their identity. And you go like, but you don't think what they were reading was true. And I go like, I don't think the stories they were reading were true, but I think the values they were pursuing were very true. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you go like, well, why don't you do our daily bread, Bart? And I go like, cause that stuff would, is like nails on a blackboard to me. Like that stuff. I don't believe those <laughs> stories and some of those values I'm not into and like, no, I can't do that. So you go like, so what'd you do? Well, we did our own. Right. Yeah. So that's super cool. So, so Dale, I'm telling you, man, you know, you should, you should try it. And then if it, if it falls flat on its face, it, it, you, you didn't invest any money and you, you, you send me a note and say, we tried this and this didn't work. And I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll try it this way. Like, like, we'll just keep noodling with it until you come up with something that works. That's what we did. All right. Enough. Sorry, Love Dale. It. Sorry, Dale. One final question, Bart. Oh, wait. And Dale, mm-hmm. once in a while, you, you say on this Sunday, after Caravan's over, we're not going to have... We're not going to have coffee and donuts, um, but rather I, I, I've prepared a casserole. Casserole is the way to, way to people's way to heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Bart, question. What do you do when your Christian best friend, who you haven't seen or heard from in years, reaches out to you? After years, I've realized how much different things are and how the version of me that they once knew is no more. Am I a bad person for not wanting to see this person again and for suspecting that it's a maneuver to get me back into the fold? Thank you and keep up the awesome work you do. I miss you a lot. Go Trojans. Ah, uh, yeah. Have, have you ever had this experience, John? Um, I'm 
too highly social to say no to a you know to an old reconnection no matter who it is pretty much you know i i like i like that i like kind of circling back and closing the loop and you know seeing old people and stuff like that so no i have i haven't really but i can imagine it's have you ever had anybody that was coming after that called you up and said hey man let's have a cup of coffee or something and you knew it was a setup because they were going to try to win you back to the fold no 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 oh okay i have you have and oh, what did gosh. you do well, see, and this is my, my answer when you say, like, are you a bad person? Um, of course not. Like, well, no, maybe you are a horrible person. No, actually, I know. <laughs> she's, she's a good, good person. Um, it's not horrible to not want to do it. Um, it kind of depends on the situation. Like, what I would say is you're allowed to just say, hey, um, you, know, I, 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 you know, I'm busy. Or um, something like that. But, you know, it's always awkward. Like when somebody says like, hey, want to have a cup of coffee? To go like, no. And she goes, well, maybe sometime. You're like, no. Like, like I will never have a cup of coffee with you. Um, it's always hard to just say to somebody no. But sometimes what I think, Rebecca, I would say is like, hey, you know, is there any, is there any agenda? Like, you know, uh, you know, great to hear from you. Um, coffee, eh? You know, or you want to get together? You know, what do you want to talk about? And sort of force them to put the cards on the table. You know, sometimes somebody's just like, well, I just want to catch up. Um, but I think it's I think it's fair to ask. But you know, my my deal is I usually go too, but I go because I'm pretty good at diffusing the you're gonna to try to win me back thing. You know, that's not scary to me. That's not right. going to be, that's not going to be awkward for me, but like for, for somebody else, it might be really awkward. They're like, I don't like to talk about that stuff. Mm. I don't want to get into that argument. And, uh, and so I think it's fair to ask like, Hey, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not following Jesus anymore. I'm wondering, is that what you want to talk about? And if the person says, yeah, I want to, I want to try to win you back and go like, you know, I got to tell you with all due respect, I've, I've really thought this through. And it's just not a conversation I want to have with you. Please pray for me instead. Like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. Sometimes I want to have that conversation because I think it'll be healthy for that person to see a thriving post-Christian. To see, because you know, they sometimes I think they have an idea in their head that like, I will have lost all my values or I will no longer be a kind person or I will no longer be excited about love and, and meaning in life. And sometimes I'm like, well, I, I just, I think it'll be healthy for them to know that. It'll scare them less when one of their family members doesn't, doesn't follow Jesus or something. So sometimes I feel like I need to be a witness. I need to be an ambassador for humanism, which is funny because <laughs> of course that, yeah. that, that's what they're thinking too. Right. I just had this picture in my head of you showing up like smoking and chain, chain smoking and drinking with a, you know, a big beard now and like right. some hip, hippie clothes. Hey, you want to do a line? Like you want to do a yeah, line man. of Coke? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, so sometimes I feel like it's important to show up just to sort of show people that I'm the same person. Um, but, you know, mm -hmm. and Rebecca says, but I'm not the same person, you know, and I know what she means by that. And I guess on that level, I'm not either. But I think it's sometimes it's important for her to show that like the things, the humanity that she had when she was in the church, she still has. So sometimes yeah. I think you can add value to somebody's life by being a good example. Um, and, 
And you go like, but but then she won't convince me and I won't convince her. And we'll both just go away going like, wow, that person's really nice, but they're a Christian. And you go like, that person's really nice, but they're a humanist. And I go like, that's not a bad outcome. Yeah. That's a great outcome. A little mm-hmm. worldview humility, a little mutual respect. That's not a bad thing. Um, but I think sometimes you know that somebody's going to work you over and you know you're not prepared for that kind of working over and you don't want to have that conversation. And I think it's really, I think it's absolutely right to say like, hey, I'm wondering what this is about. Is this about talking about faith stuff? Uh, and if they say, yeah, it really is. I want to I want to I want to see if I I want to engage you on that and just go like, you know, that's not a conversation I really want to have with you. I wish you well. I hope I hope I hope it's going well for you. I hope I hope you're enjoying your faith, but I you know, I'm just I don't want to be in that conversation with you. You're allowed to say mm-hmm. no. Hmm. I wish there was a better, I wish there was a better sentence. A better sentence than what? Than, uh, I don't want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. I, I and maybe there is, you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't saying- know. I'm, th- I'm sitting thinking about it too. I mean, I, 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 you don't, you don't owe anyone any more than that. No. Um, you really don't. And so for anyone who's feeling that, I agree with you. I, I think I just am, old, I'm, I don't know, I'm a diplomat. Uh, I don't want it to, I don't want people to think that I don't like them or something. So I, I, I wish there was a, a sentence. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, one of the things I've said to people is you must know that I've listened to every argument and made most of them myself. You know, that's a good, uh, see, there you go there. Yeah. And, and, and so I don't think, you know, they're the, the, like, that's not the issue. And sometimes I'll say like, you know, the Bible says that we're saved by grace through faith and this not of ourselves, lest anyone should boast. It's a gift of God. And so if you're really worried that I don't have enough faith, rather than arguing with me about theology, it would probably be better if you just prayed that God would give me the faith that you want me to have. Yeah. You know, which is a Christian argument. Yeah. And hope you're doing well and say hi to Paul for me when you see him. And, right, uh, and we'll right. talk to you soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if somebody says, you know, or, or if somebody says like they want to get together and do this stuff, go like, you know what? I, you know, arguments, you know, like de- debates about faith never really convince anybody. Said, but I, I'll tell you what, I'd be glad to get together with you for coffee if you'll tell me like, the three best things that are happening in your life as a result of your faith. And I'll just tell you the three best things that are happening in my life, um, you know, as a result of my, you know, pursuit of, of, of loving kindness. I like that. Like I'll tell you, you know, like let, let's just do that. Let's just, let's just share with each other. You know, just, just tell me how, yeah, I like how, that. It's, how it's happening for you. Um, so I think, I think in, what I would say is you, at the very least, you're not a bad person for not wanting to do it, but maybe if you want to sort of preserve preserve the kindness or, or or not be so brusque, maybe you just simply want to define define the parameters of the conversation before it starts. And you can even say like, you know, forgive me for being, you know, forgive me for seeming a little bit cautious, but I've, you know, I've I, I've had a lot of Christians try to bring me back into the fold, and. Um, so, you know, so and what I've discovered is, is that, 
is that a conversation in which each of us just sort of shares, um, you know, kind of the most beautiful things that are happening in our lives. That's a better conversation. I like that. That's yeah. good. So you satisfied me now. Okay, good. A better sentence. <laughs> hey, how do, how do we do on time? We answered three questions. We're uh, 38 minutes. Oh, I love us. I love us See? today. Yeah, you wanted good. to be less than 45. I did. I did. Bart, um, thanks so much. Hey, this is, a, this is good, I think. This is good. And, Loved uh, it. And, and, and I, I want to just say one last thing to our, our audience, and that is um, we have not been doing many quotes at the end of episodes. And we're not going to today either because like we're going to get this thing in under 40, but like they're, the quotes are coming back. And, 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 and that to say, if you have a wonderful quote for Humanize Me, you should send it our way. And if you have a, another question that you would like answered, uh, please send that our way too. And you can call the Q line that is in the uh, show. We got two, it was two of those questions. Yeah, they were, were two. Vo were voicemails. And uh, I think that's a great way because it's really nice to hear people's voices and um, you can leave it. There's going to be nobody monitoring or listening in or trying to pick up on you and challenge you with a conversation. It's really just uh, a voicemail line and you can leave it uh, at your own leisure. You can even try to re-record it if you don't like it the first time. So right on. Uh, please use that resource. All right, baby. We'll see you next time on Humanize Me. For more on BART, go to bartcampolo.org. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it every month and get extra content for it. Go to patreon.com slash humanize me. Our patrons do make the show happen. Follow us at humanize me pod on Twitter and humanize me podcast on Instagram. You can also join other listeners on our private Facebook group. Just search humanize me on Facebook. To ask your own question on the show, leave it as a voicemail at 424 291 2092. That's 424 291 2092. And finally, please review us on iTunes. It really helps. Catch you next week. Humanize Me is a production of Jux Media. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. Hey, you could fly higher than the sky, shine brighter than the stars. You can live for you ever wanted. Yeah. Oh